0: Downtime, rest. What comes up for you when I say those words? Are you really good at making sure that you have downtime and rest in your schedule? Or are you like many of my clients, someone who doesn't find the time for rest because your schedule is so full and you've just got so much to do? The truth is, we live in a world where there is a lot happening. And particularly post-COVID, now that we have the chance to do a lot of different things, we can find ourselves really, really busy and also, if we're honest, really overwhelmed. In today's episode, we're exploring strategic downtime, why it matters and how to plan for it, especially when you're busy, especially at this time of year as we lead into Christmas and the end of the year and things can get full on. Welcome to Your Soul Aligned Career, the podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Barnes. Together, we'll be exploring how you can get unstuck and pursue a career and life that's meaningful and impactful, both to you and to others, and that doesn't require you to hustle and grind 24-7. I'm passionate about you getting clarity on your unique career path and to make empowered decisions on where to and what's next from a place of alignment to who you really are beyond your corporate persona, title, or societal expectations of what you should do. Join me as we talk all about how to get unstuck in your life and business with your unique intuitive intelligence. Hit subscribe now to never miss an episode. To download the five ways high achievers unintentionally keep themselves stuck in life and business, head to SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash five ways. Hello and welcome. So excited that you're here. Welcome to the podcast. This is Siobhan and I'm thrilled that you're here and tuning in for today's episode, which is all around strategic downtime why it matters, and how to plan for it when you're busy. Confession time. The past few weeks have been intense. I've noticed myself that I've been on a bit of a reactive mode, trying to get all the things done, trying to move through the end of the year, planning all the to-dos, all the stuff happening with family, and it's been a lot And I had a moment the other day when I got to a particular point where everything just felt like it was all too much. And I thought about how I might want to be shifting things in my schedule, and my diary as much as I can to really reorient to a different way of operating, a different way of showing up to all the things and all the to-dos that I've got on my list. And I know I'm not alone in this. As you're listening, you're probably saying, oh my gosh, I have a lot of things to do whether that be in your work, whether that be at home if you're looking after kids, whether that be relationships, health, there's never a shortage of things to do. And in today's episode, I wanted to dive into the importance of downtime and some of the traps that I personally have found myself falling into. And the very uncanny way with my clients, I tend to see themes with what tends to unravel for each of them. And I don't know if it's this time of year, it's November at the time of recording, or if it's just renegotiating life post-pandemic or post-intense pandemic to really reorient to, okay, how are we showing up to life? How are we showing up to all the things that we've got to get done? And so I've been reflecting on how do I want to show up to all the things that are important to me? Because I don't want to burn out. I don't want to be overwhelmed. I want to enjoy the journey and I don't want to miss what's really important. So in today's episode, I'm going to explore and unpack with you, why should you be thinking about strategic downtime? I want to talk about the cost of not taking time out, of continuing to burn the candle at both ends, and how we really do need to be thinking about strategic downtime, not as a privilege or as a nice to have, but as an essential. We're going to unpack as well the top three mindset challenges that I see around taking out time, taking a rest, particularly for high performers. And I'm going to also share some ideas that I have around how to practically implement downtime in light of the fact that you're a busy woman, you're a busy person, and you've got a lot on your plate. And we're also going to unpack what can you do when something happens and you can't actually quote unquote, do your strategic downtime. So downtime, when I'm talking about downtime today, I'm really talking about taking a break, taking a step away from your computer, your desk, your phone, work, and just completely switching off. I was recently working with a client and we were exploring this and she had already been taking steps to create some downtime in her schedule because she lives an incredibly busy life and she's particularly sporty. She's picked up a sport recently and she says that she loves it because during that time she doesn't think about work, she's not near her phone and it just enables her to access a different part of herself. And this is a really smart thing. You know, I think we can think that hobbies or creativity, like painting, we can think it's frivolous. We can think it's a quote unquote waste of time, but actually downtime, it boosts performance. So Scientific American, they had an article that said that downtime replenishes the brain stores of attention and motivation. It encourages productivity and creativity. And it's essential to both achieve our highest levels of performance and simply form stable memories in our everyday life. AKA it's all super duper important. So of course, if I was to ask you, do you want to be more motivated? Would you like to be able to focus and pay attention more and be more creative? I'm guessing your answer would be yes. And yet it can be so hard to actually create downtime in our schedule. And by the way, if you want to access that article that I'm referencing as I'm talking about it, come on over to the show notes. I'm going to pop all the links to what I'm talking about today over at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 42. That's the number 42. So downtime encourages the body to relax. It encourages our mind to be more attentive and creates more motivation, which really just creates enough energy to be able to do all the things that you've got to get done and want to get done. And so from a very personal level, it can create a lot of positive things in your life. Taking it the macro level, taking it one step higher, this might be particularly relevant for you if you're in a position of leadership or you're managing a team, is that when employees, when people are able to take time out, it creates an opportunity for innovation to happen. So 3M, one of the most innovative companies in history, to feed that innovation engine, 3M introduced this concept of 15% time back in 1948, where it gave employees 15% downtime to pursue their own projects. And that's where creative ideas unraveled. You know, Google has done the same thing as well. They have twenty percent time. They give to their employees a day a week to follow their passions. Now, I'm quoting an article here from the Harvard Business Review. Of course, I'm not sure about how this is practically implemented, but these ideas are something that is being used in the community, and it's an idea of like how can you take some creative downtime. Because it's not just a benefit for yourself to have the energy, to have the motivation to keep showing up to your job fully, but equally there's a ripple effect to your organization because you're having the time for creativity and innovation. And it just leads to a more rounded person. Bill Gates famously takes two think weeks in a year. So he takes one week at a time where he devotes this to reading vacations, a cabin in the woods, and he switches off his computer. He makes sure he doesn't have phone access. He just goes back to reading. He has a caretaker who brings him meals and he's just able to go back to basics. And in that time, he can do the strategic thinking that's really needed. And that's why I titled this podcast today, strategic downtime, because oftentimes we think downtime is a frivolous thing. I'll get to it later. I'll have that downtime once I've earned it, right? I don't know about you, but I can have a tendency to be like, oh, I'll watch that Netflix at the end of the week as like a reward for all the hard work that I've done. And, you know, sometimes that's not a bad thing, right? Delaying gratification, creating a reward for the work that you do. That's not a bad thing but I want us to reimagine what downtime means and to reimagine the fact that it's not something that has to just be a reward. It's actually something that's strategic. It's something that helps you in your life and in your work. And it really, really matters. Which brings me on to my second point. What's the cost of not taking time out? Well, it's pretty clear, right? If you are not prioritizing downtime, if you're not taking the opportunity to hit the reset button, hit the refresh button, then that can lead to burnout. You can lead to a very dark place where you just don't have the energy to keep on going. And this might look like health challenges where your body starts to create these phantom aches and pains, or perhaps not so phantom and they're really obvious. You might find your stress levels and your anxiety levels at an all time high. The cost of not taking time out is really a lack of presence, just rushing through all your to-dos. And this also in turn can put stress in your relationships. And this is something that is a constant journey for me. I am by no means perfect with finding that balance between doing the things and having downtime. And as a parent of three children, it's another challenge because it's not just about what I want, it's also about what they want. And obviously both matter, all right? My well-being matters, but as does theirs. But I know that if I am not getting the downtime that I need, I know for me, I can feel very bitter and resentful. And when I get to that place, it can suck all of the joy and all of the pleasure of all of the doing in the first place. Because really, at the end of the day, if you're working yourself to the bone to create, quote unquote, success, whatever it might be, is it really worth it? Are your priorities the right ones? And very often we don't realize that we're taking ourselves off track because we're just going through the motions. We're just trying to get through the next quarter, you know, next bonus season, next whatever, and it can be a real challenge, which brings me to my little surprise that I had mentioned on the podcast last week, if you tuned in where I said that I was going to be sharing a little something coming up this week, and I have felt really inspired based on the conversations I've been having with clients and these themes that I'm seeing to run a workshop and to host a workshop, which is all about your 2023 reinvention. It's about reimagining, redesigning, and realigning your life, your career, and well-being, so if you're interested in actually taking the time out to have an hour of strategic downtime, to do some visioning, to do some reimagining, come and join me for an hour to take stock of where you are in your life journey and your career path and redesign your 2023 towards more meaning and less burnout. If you'd like to sign up for that workshop, Come on over to the show notes at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 42. That's the number 42. And you'll be able to get access to that workshop and all the details will be there and you can come and join me. It's going to be a beautiful free experience. You can bring a cup of tea or a glass of wine, depending on where you are in the world. And it's going to be a beautiful opportunity for you to look at where you are right now in this moment to work out what reinvention looks like for you in 2023 in terms of how you're showing up, how you're giving yourself permission to have downtime. And, you know, for many of my clients, they've been in their job for at least 10 plus years, maybe even longer. And they feel like they've been in a bit of a rut the past few years post COVID, and they know something needs to change, including their relationship to work and just going through the motions. So if that's you, come and join me, I would absolutely love to support you in taking an hour for strategic downtime. So check out that link at the show notes so that you can get signed up. Okay, so bringing this back to strategic downtime, why it matters and how to plan for it when you're busy. I want to speak next to the top three mindset challenges that I see coming up time and time again, particularly for high performers. These are the things that I hear my clients say. These are some of the things I've heard myself say, and I've fallen into the trap with that. And so the first mindset challenge that I see is that this belief around there's too much to get done. If I don't do more, it's not going to get done, and I'm going to be behind. There's a little bit of this work ethic there, right? Like just if I can crack through that to-do list, if I can get through my inbox and get more done, I'll feel more ahead. But the truth is, you and I both know there is always more to get done. We don't ever complete our to do lists. There's always more to do. And sometimes what we can do is by continually just doing that little bit extra, and then that little bit extra, day in, day out, we start to wear down our reserves. We start to wear down our batteries and obviously we're not robots. We don't have a battery, but I like to think of ourselves as having a finite amount of energy and that energy and how we use it needs to be really looked after and tended to, but we can be so quick to just want to give it away, get it away. We think that we can actually have more than my body is capable of. And so we can get into that burnout. That's the cost of not having the downtime. So that mindset of there's too much to get done. If I don't do it, it's not going to get done. And if I don't do it now, I'm going to be behind. That's a key thought that keeps high performers from ensuring that they have strategic downtime. The second mindset challenge that I see top performers and high performers having around downtime is this belief that, oh, well, I don't need so much downtime. I actually can get a lot more done than the average Joe. And the truth is you probably can, right? If you're here listening, you're a high achiever, you know how to get stuff done, that's not a problem. And my question to you is, well, how much more would you get done if you were more well-rested, if you weren't so tired, if you weren't fueled by the adrenaline from that third cup of coffee that you've had before 10 in the morning? You know, if we can really look at, well, how do we give you the right amount of downtime that you need to hit that sweet spot of being able to continue to show up? How might life be different for you? Sometimes working harder, continuing to go, that can just be a mechanism to avoid feeling, to avoid facing some truths or challenges or hard things that are going on in your life. And so if you think you don't need so much downtime and that doesn't apply to you, my question to you is, is there something deeper here? Is this working hard a way for you to avoid something? May or may not be, but sometimes working hard can be a bit of a cover. Okay, the third mindset challenge that I see high performers and high achievers having around downtime is this belief that downtime is going to slow down my performance. It's going to slow down all of my achievements. And the truth is it couldn't be any further from reality. I often like to think about our careers and our work as if you were actually an athlete and a top performer in your field. You know, an athlete doesn't just train a number of hours every day. Of course, they train a lot and they do that. They're also very strategic with ensuring that they have downtime, rest days, getting massages, eating well, all of these things to make sure that their body is being fueled and nourished to perform at its best. And I like to bring in the analogy of a athlete because it's a reminder that we have a body, right? As I was saying, we're not robots. We have to think about how can we look after this vessel that we have, this body that we have, realizing that we do have very human needs, right? We need rest. We need to eat well. We need fun. We need to connect with people and build intimacy and feel like we're loved and supported. These things matter and downtime is a part of that. Downtime might look like going for a massage. It might look like spending time in nature. Equally, it might mean reading a book or spending time with a friend or a loved one. Downtime makes the journey so much richer and at the same time, it gives you more energy to keep on going. So those are the top three mindset challenges that I see. And so the question is, Do you want to incorporate more downtime into your schedule? Are you ready to really implement this? If so, keep listening, because I'm going to talk about how do you practically do this? Because naturally, your question might be, all right, I see the importance of it, but how? I am so busy. This is not possible for me. If that's you, I want you to know that I hear you. And the way that I invite you to think about getting downtime into your schedule is on two different levels. One is the micro, one is the macro, right? So what am I talking about here? On the micro level, what I'm talking about is what can you do in the day-to-day to to ensure that you've got that wee bit of downtime? And look, I'm going to call out the biggest culprit of what eats into our downtime, and that's our phones. Scrolling, Instagram, LinkedIn, WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter, whatever your social media consumption of choice is, this can really eat into our time. And so when I say strategic downtime, what do I mean by that? I mean, what are the things you can do on a day-to-day basis to give yourself a little bit of downtime, to reconnect back into you, and just to really get back into your energy? There are two things that I recommend that you play with here. Number one, Is there a mini morning routine, a mini something that you can do to set yourself up for the day? Doesn't have to be hard, doesn't have to require journaling, a long walk, a gym workout, gratitude list. What I'm talking about here is just a two-minute practice. Could you do two minutes of box breathing, breathing in for four, holding for four, exhaling for four, holding for four, and doing that for two minutes? Could you spend a few moments before you get out of bed, just recalling one of the three things you're grateful for? You know, just a mini morning routine that can take one or two minutes before you reach for that phone and you check your messages or your emails. What can you do to set yourself up for the day? Secondly, at the end of the day, can you give yourself permission to have a daily quit time where you're going to say, not on my phone not going to be doing anything work-wise. I'm going to quit. I'm going to switch off. How can you begin to implement that? And it might not be every day. Might start with once a month or once a week, whatever it might be. As I'm talking, your mind might go to, oh, I can't do that. That doesn't apply to me. And that's fine. But as Marie Folio says, how can you adapt this mindset of? how can it apply to me? And actually be more open and asking, okay, that's an idea. How can I make it work for me? So I've shared a couple of ideas and you get to make this your own. And know as well that, of course, I don't know what season you're in in your life. I'm offering some frames of reference. If you're a mom who's just had a baby, of course, this is going to look different. Maybe it just looks like, one deep breath to yourself letting baby cry and just taking a moment to send to yourself or asking your partner to hold the baby for one minute so that you can just go and wash your face and just take a minute wherever you are in your season in life just adapt this and know that you can make this your own equally if you're in a busy season of work and you're like this is too hard i challenge you to think about is it too hard can you just take one minute And if you can't take one minute, then seriously, you're in need of some strategic downtime. So that's the micro level. Bringing this to a macro level, thinking about Bill Gates, who's managed to get to a place where he can take two one week breaks in the woods in a cabin to completely switch off. How do we get to that? We get to that by planning ahead. This is not something that you can implement necessarily in the next week or the next month, unless of course you're on sabbatical by the time you're listening to this and it works for you, in which case, awesome. But on a macro level, how can you plan ahead to anchor in some time for yourself? For me, I like to sometimes take myself out on staycation and have a night in a hotel by myself, uninterrupted, no questions from children, just to focus and have the time for myself. Other times it might look like me spending an afternoon working from a co-working space and having that time just to be strategic and dreaming and visioning my business and where I want it to go. So planning ahead, whatever that might look like for you. The second invitation I have around how do you practically implement strategic downtime when you're so busy is identifying what's a core habit or a core way of being that's going to really support you and set you up to be energized, to be motivated in your work. Recently for the past nine or 10 weeks now, I have been going to the gym. This is a new habit for me. I've always been active, but I've never actually lifted weights. And I've joined a female gym here in Hong Kong. Shout out to perform for any of you who are in Hong Kong listening to this and you would like to lift weights and you're a woman, highly recommend perform, but that's by the way, bringing it back to this episode, it's become an anchor habit for me. It's actually my downtime, just like my client is playing her sport. When I'm lifting weights, when I'm in that room being told by that trainer what to do, my mind switches off and I learn so many lessons in that experience, but something like that can support you with strategic downtime. So that might be something like a sport. It could be pole dancing. It could be painting. It could be anything. Strategic downtime, new habit. What could that be like for you? All right, let's begin to wrap this up because naturally you might be thinking, all right, that's all well and good. I can begin to implement this. But what happens is when something comes up and I fall off the wagon, then what? Well, then what is know that that's okay. Life happens. Plan ahead to give yourself the opportunity to set yourself up for success and then come up with an if then contingency. So if my kid is sick and I can't do my strategic day, this is very timely actually, at the time of recording, there's a big typhoon coming to Hong Kong. And for me, I have calls, I have time where I'm expecting to have no kids in the house and they might very well be home. Then I've got my contingency. If not this day, it will be why day instead. So come up with another contingency that's going to work for you. All right, so there you have it. Today, we've been exploring why strategic time matters and how to plan for it when you're busy. We've spoken about why you should think about strategic downtime, the cost of not taking time out. We've explored the top three mindset challenges around downtime, particularly for high performers. And we've looked at how you can begin to practically implement downtime when you're so busy and what to do if something comes up and you can't do your strategic downtime. As I said, if you would like support to have strategic downtime and just have the opportunity to be held in it, to be guided, to be supported, come on over to the show notes at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 42, that's the number 42, and sign up for the workshop that I am running. It's called Your 2023 Reinvention. Reimagine, redesign, realign your life, career and well-being. And we're going to take that time to look at hold up. Where are you in your life journey? Where are you on your career path? What is it that's working? What's not? And how can we redesign your 2023 towards more meaning and less burnout? I would absolutely love to have you there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, please remember You are here for a reason, beyond merely hustling, grinding, and merely surviving. You matter. Thank you so much for listening in to Your Soul Aligned Career, the podcast. You can download more episodes and subscribe over on iTunes. And if you've loved listening in, please come on over and leave a review. For further show notes, guest information, and to receive your free guide to the top five ways high achievers unintentionally keep themselves stuck in life and business, go to SiobhanBarnes.com.